Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Cag oh, Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatin. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mind Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. What's up, guys? You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Matt. <laughs> and there he is, the ever infamous <laughs> Matt Face. To start off the show. I love it. Yeah, I, I like to bring it out occasionally, just to just to have it. Since everyone in the wedding party from Justice Weddings making fun of my face, so you know, yeah, <laughs> that was a funny jerks. picture though. Because you're like serious, but you're about to laugh. It looks like I I, I don't think I was. I I honestly just think I because you were I like put on. Yeah, I almost looked like I had to take a poop. That's what it looked like, and I probably did because I mean, Justin, I love you to death. It's a long wedding. Yeah, so. that was a long wedding, but yeah. but it's all um, it's all good, dude. Let's talk about our fishing adventure this weekend, real quick. This past weekend. I mean, it's more of an adventure for you. I just went out and got cold and had a 10-inch slap the side of my boat when I was trying to, like, I, I call it winter rules, so it counted. I mean, it counted. And you've even, like, you're the one who told me the winter rules. Like, if it's right next to the boat and comes off, it counted. The oh, only dude. reason I had to, I had a Vision 110 on. Or no, I had a, uh, not a Vision 110. And when it came off, I had that on. I had an evergreen little jerk bait, which I'm never going to use those again because they suck. Um, And I was afraid of getting stuck in my rogue strap i had off the front of the boat and i was like dude i don't want to get this stuck so when i flipped my rod around to pull it around it came up smacked the side of my boat and then popped right off i was like well mm. that's yeah at least you got to fight something that's that's the funnest part anyway oh yeah i mean you're not wrong especially for a 10 incher like i would i would have got it off the hook and threw it back in anyway so yeah well it was cold though man i mean everybody else is sitting inside watching football and playing video games me matt and justin were out there on the river when it's 17 degrees or something i don't know <laughs> i don't remember what it was but it was a sunny day and those sunny days in the wintertime man they the fish get fired up i don't i think there's a sunbathing or what but i ended up catching two and a really big carp 
Dude, that carp was huge. I thought you were stuck. Like, I come up beside you. I see your rod literally curled over on itself. I was like, dude, what are you, are you stuck? No, something's like, on it. No, I thought I was stuck, too. I started paddling over to it because I was going to get it unstuck. And my line just started <laughs> slowly moving. I'm like, what is going on here? I, I uh, foul hooked a carp in the back, so... It was a good sized carp. Too. It was a huge carp. <laughs> like it was massive. But he wasn't moving. Like he was just like glued to the bottom just because it was so cold. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm about to say. I mean, they I I don't know a whole lot about a carp. I mean, we saw a school of them. They were a lot smaller, obviously. But um and they yeah, weren't acting like know. it was cold. They were just no, they were just acting like any other cruising. day. So I don't I don't know if the bigger carp get I'm not a carp angler. So any if we have any European listeners that because that's I mean, forgive my ignorance, but it feels like all you guys fish for are big carp and then a couple of you fish for like ginormous perch. Yeah. That's about it. So if, if it gets really cold, do carp like just stop moving if they're big? Let us know. know. I would yeah. like to know that. And I'm too lazy to do a Google search to figure it out in about <laughs> eight and a half seconds. So let us know. And it would also make me happy if we have some European listeners. That'd be cool. I doubt yeah. we do, but it'd be sick. But we caught fish on the jerk bait. I caught a, a couple of nice ones in 19 and a half and a 17 uh, yep. long pauses on the jerk bait, like 15 plus seconds, mm-hmm. just sitting there suspended. Um, Matt broke one of his brand new mega bass vision one tens. So that's always good. Dude, it's so stupid too. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be sneaky. It's the, it's a brand new Matt white vision. One ten. There's I, there's a little like, super shallow spot of the river with ice and where we were catching all the fish was kind of in the well not where i caught my fish but they were catching their fish was this right where the sun was baking on it so i was like i'm gonna throw this jerk bait up on the ice and then move it off of the ice so it kind of plops in maybe something sitting right there ambushing whatever so i did that it got stuck on ice of course so i break a whole big thing of ice off and it finally comes free and i'm sitting there jerking it i was like well this is jerking really weird it's like not diving at all it's only going down like a three inches it's like well whatever maybe it's just something so i brought it back in i paid attention to the ice on my guides and my line not the bait kept throwing i threw that thing for another like 10 minutes (laughs) and i kept looking i was like man it's not going why is it not going down and then i pull it up we're moving to a spot and i'm looking i was like well this is stupid i guess when i hit that ice i broke the bill clean off Mm. like just snapped it off and that sucked yeah, I'm gonna see if I can mess. I'm gonna email Mega Bass to see if they'll send me another one. Yeah, you should. So worst thing, worst case they're gonna say is no. So I don't yeah, care. it is what it is. But uh, overall, fun trip. We were only out there for a few hours, and then we got cold. So I didn't get cold. I'll be straight up honest with you. My 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 neck was bothering me because I didn't have anything to stop the gasket. But I tell you what, merino wool socks, one pair. A I'm sweatshirt some. and some sweatpants, and uh, I had, I had some long johns on too. Yeah. But that and the dry suit felt great. My hands got really cold, um, not really cold, but cold. And then my mm-hmm. face got cold. But that was literally about it. I felt yeah. great. That's nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, go back and listen to our old cold water episodes if you haven't listened to those. There's some info. Uh, talking about a little bit more of that um we won't get into that but um we're just gonna jump into the show now man we got uh brian bolander from uh labina lures on the show to talk about the rico the suave and the rio rico so brian on the show hey guys how are you good did i pronounce your name right last name yeah, Bolander. Just how awesome. just how it sounds. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was about to say when I you you don't happen to have I don't know maybe you do maybe you don't it's a small world you don't happen to have a nephew a cousin or anybody who's in the Marine Corps do you? Uh, could but not okay. Not, I was about yeah. to say he'd be my age. It was a guy yeah. that I was in the Marine Corps with, and I met him. I went to my second unit. He was like. Oh, my name's and we just call each other last name. He's like, Oh, it's Bo Lander. I'm like, Oh, what's up, man? And he had ended up being like my fishing buddy for two and a half years in the Marine. No Corps. kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, when I saw your name, I was like, I'm gonna yeah. ask him when the show starts because this would be dope. Cause then I'm just gonna text him right now and be like, Hey man, I'm cooking to Brian. <laughs> but it wasn't meant to be, so it's okay. Well, it's possible we're related somewhere down the line, but yeah, yeah. not not that I'm uh, aware of. <laughs> if you believe me, I'm sure I'm related to every Saunders 
<laughs> Sabowers and every because there's forty seven thousand variations of my name, so I'm sure I've got four thousand cousins I don't even know about. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It is what it is. <laughs> well, Brian, you want to start off the show by uh, letting the listeners know a little bit about you, like uh, what you do, where you're from, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're based out here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I, I was listening to you guys talk about the cold weather and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I could, I, I would die. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> it, it drops below 60 degrees and, and, and we just, uh, we freeze up. So, yeah. But I tell yeah. you, I'm the same way. I, from being in North Carolina, like the only cold we got was for like a week and a half or two weeks in December. It hit yeah. 40 unless we got a snowstorm or something like everyone does now. It's weird, but it hit 40. And then in January 1st, it was 75 mm-hmm. degrees again. And then I yeah. came home and you can ask Brad, even in like spring, it's 65 or 60. I'm sitting out there with a sweatshirt on, long <laughs> pants, yeah. merino wool socks. And I'm just freezing. He's like, dude, it feels really good. I was like, shut up. It's freezing. <laughs> I'm a Yankee, man. Yeah, no, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> not not getting the cold weather. And, I, and actually, I grew up in uh, in Idaho. So, you know, I'm used to that. Oh. It, younger years, I was used to the cold, but not anymore. I've been in Arizona too long. Yeah. So. So, did did Labina Lures bring you to Arizona then? No, actually, um, I I purchased the company from the original um, founder of the company uh, hmm. probably about four years ago. We're coming up on four years now that I've owned it, and oh, wow. uh, it she's uh, the the lady that started it and founded it. It was by, a lady by the name of Jennifer Duff. Um, she was from Mesa, Arizona, um, so. The company has actually always been in Arizona, but um, yeah, they founded it in uh, 91 mm-hmm. um, between her. Rick Klun was instrumental in it. Um, uh, Norio Tanabe was the one that kind of helped go back and forth with stuff. And um, she just got to the point where she was ready to uh, retire and move on to some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for me because I was looking for something and um, we were uh, going back to my Idaho days, I was a, I was a fly fishing guy. So top, love the top water. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was just a perfect fit. I'm like, Oh man, I can, you know, this just move right into this and uh, go with it. But that's uh, that's, that's kind of the quick version of what happened on it. But that's interesting. Like, so from the beginning of Labina lures to the time you owned it like were you guys offering the same like top water plugs you're offering now yeah yeah this it's been the same from the very beginning nothing's changed we're with the same you know our facility over in japan is the same um some of the guys that originally started on it are still there you know they're still Mm -hmm. helping do stuff and so um we're kind of proud of that um Mm -hmm. the fact and, and to be honest um especially with the climate of the of the economy nowadays we haven't raised our price that whole time. We've we've been able to maintain all the way through. That's it, nice. Today, today we've never raised our price one time. So we're doing what we can to to keep that going. But yeah, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that goes down as uh, things kind of get keep getting crazy. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I know a, a yeah. lot of people when when I talk about the Rico, a lot of people are like sticker shocked by it, twenty five bucks. But I'm like, it's a top water bait you're not going to lose it like you do other baits, like a jackhammer or something. No. Yeah. So yep. I, I can justify spending much money for a bait like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's the same, the same, like with me, I don't, when I look at baits again, you can ask Brad, you can look at my Instagram, you can talk to anybody I fish with. I've got swim baits that are a couple hundred dollars and all that. Yeah, and exactly. I, I fish them. But when somebody, I've said the same thing, it's like, dude, the Rico, it's it's like the one of the best poppers I've ever thrown. You should really get one. Blah blah. It's like oh, I was twenty five bucks. I was like, dude, you just bought six jackhammers. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. lose all six of them. I fished yeah. with you. You've lost six in a day. Like it's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Like you're not gonna lose this unless you're an idiot. Which yeah. Exactly. I've donated a Rico to the Great Miami <laughs> River because I miscast and it went up into a tree. Oh so, boy. You know that sucks. <laughs> but that was because I was an idiot. Like if you fish yeah. it, like it's supposed to be fish. It's not. You're not just gonna lose it. So yeah. It's, it's I mean, easy you could, to justify. You could... You could break it off on a fish or something, you know, or yeah, if you, if, but the likelihood isn't very high. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, I mean, people go out and how many, how many packs of Sankos? I mean, that's just three packs of Sankos anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and you burn through those in a day too. So yeah, it's, that's true. it's all relative, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
No, I agree, hundred percent. So, so uh, speaking about the Rico, what? Uh, so I get I get this question a lot too. Like, what what makes it so different from like the cheaper versions of poppers? Like, what makes the Rico stand out more? Well, it, it it's in the design actually. The 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 cup is one of the big parts of it. Um, you know, when they were first designing this. Um, Rick Clun was using it to fish super fast with, mm-hmm. and it's designed to be able to fish it fast so that, and it, and it doesn't blow out of the water. Um, you know, sometimes when you're working those other ones really fast, they just kind of roll over, they pop out, they just kind of fling all over the place. Mm-hmm. But, but these, you can actually work them really, really fast and they're going to stay in the, that, in that water where they need to be. Um, we're using quality components on it. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Gamagatsu hooks, everything is just, um, premium that we can the most premium stuff that you can get um and then the other part is is it's our our uh, finishes on it um we still and i think we may be the only ones that are still doing this but we have a uh a foil finish on these um Mm. and those are all those are all hand laid everything is hand done on these things so um it just gives a little bit more different texture to it um um makes it a little bit more realistic in that regard um, and then our, uh, the sound chambers too. Um, mm-hmm. if it, you don't have to move these baits at all, like if, even if there's just a tiny, tiny riffle on the water, if you listen closely, you can hear it just rattling. You don't have yep. to impart anything on it. Sometimes that's the best way to get bit is just throwing it out there and waiting for a little bit and they'll come up and smash it. Cause it's still making sound. It's still imparting that, that noise. Um, okay. so it's just a combination of all that stuff that, that works to make it what it is. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed is the sound. So, like, mm-hmm. for example, again, I, I think I've talked to Brad about this. There's a guy I talk to about it at work all the time. Uh, yeah. He fishes for walleye pretty regularly, and I'm sure you're familiar with the brand Smithwick. They've been mm-hmm. making jerk baits that look like they are from 1960, and they haven't changed at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, as a Mega Bass fan, and as you know, these are, you know, they're... <clears throat> They have a lot of Japanese inspiration into them. As a Mega Bass fan, Mega Bass jerk baits just look amazing. Yes, and yes. I can't make myself buy a Smithwick or use it, <laughs> but I can tell you the reason why Smithwicks are still so popular is because of their sound. There's almost no mm-hmm. jerk bait on the market that sounds like a Smithwick. Yeah, it's ridiculously. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super precise, I would suppose. But the same thing when I got the Rico, I had a. It was either a KVD popper, a Strike King popper, it was something else. I can't remember. Or it was actually no, it wasn't. It was a uh, a Mega Bass popper. Uh-huh. And I was hitting the Mega Bass popper, and then I was hitting the Rico, and I was like, man, this Rico just sounds better. It's a little bit more tingy. A little bit, have yep. a little bit more. Yeah, and it just sounds better. And then I threw it out there one day, and I was looking at my phone because it was top water and it was slow. They were hitting it, but slow. I threw it out there, and I got it back to the boat. Just let it sit in the water, and it, there was little riffles, ripples mm. on the water, and I could yep. hear it. Ting, ting. I could just hear it, that's, and I was like, I'm not cool. even doing anything, and I can yep. hear it. And it's like, yep. you know, so I that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's and the, it was designed that way, so it's it's amazing just not having to do anything to it and it'll still impart you know that sound and mm-hmm. are those uh tungsten balls in there or are they stainless or what um they're not tungsten it's a, it's a, actually a copper it's a copper ball okay um yeah so so it's kind of similar can... to like a bb maybe um, yeah, it looks very similar to it. I don't know if you've seen some of the clear, the clear baits. Um, yeah, I brought I can... a few of them here with me, but I don't know if you can see this. Let me see if I can show, show you here. There like we go. This one right here. Yeah. So there you go. So you can, you can kind of see what they look like. Oh, here I can go full screen yeah. on you real quick. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh yeah. Okay. So. 
it's just that, yeah. that that's that sound on it it's just very different you know yep yeah and Ooh. i like how all the bbs are different si- sizes yep so you can get a lot more contact instead of just two bbs hitting each other the hitting smaller other. ones yep. like go all over the place and copper i can imagine a can be a cost saver yep. compared to yeah. tungsten but you're still getting that tingy sound from them so mm-hmm. yep well, well, back when we back when we started doing this, tungsten wasn't really being used, um, right? To my knowledge, anyway. So, um, yeah, that was something that was developed a little later. Is is that something you guys might look might look into for the future? Because I know like the uh, weight transfer stuff in baits is pretty popular with tungsten right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, we we're looking into it a little bit. Um, as we bring more products out, then, then yeah, that's definitely an option that we're going to look, look into more. So, that's but as cool. far as, as far as these go, you know, it, there's no reason to change what we've already done. Mm-hmm. You'd have so many people, man. <laughs> so. yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, once you have something great and you get away from it, people start to get mad and like, what the heck? You know, sometimes even, even like a color, you know, that we've had, uh, that we discontinue because it wasn't selling great. All of a sudden, you discontinue that color, and all of a sudden, that's the greatest color there ever was. And you start hearing from people like, "What are you thinking?" You know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I mean, you see that a lot with all types of baits. It's some yeah. stupid yeah. color that, yeah. and I have some colors like that that I still buy, like Berkeley flatworms on eBay for yeah. twelve dollars a pack, um, because it's a color that I like that no one else enjoyed. And, yeah. but it's always, cause I can say this cause I'm usually one of those people. It's always the people who don't like all the only people that buy it's a very small number and they're always the loudest voice. So when <laughs> yeah, Berkeley yeah. discontinued that flatworm, I was everywhere. Like I carried out, I emailed Berkeley. It's like, this is stupid. You know, I was like, I can, I just buy a box of it now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I never emailed yeah. me back though. It is what it is, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So what is your guys popular, most popular color then? Do you guys have that type of? Um, yeah, no, we we do. By far, bone seems to be the one that everybody gravitates towards. Um, yeah. You know, for a good reason too. Um, the Cisco color is is actually a popular color as well. Um, I don't know if you can pull that up there. It's the five twenty three. It goes by number towards the oh, top okay. there. Um, yeah, there it is one five, down. That five twenty three cool color is really good color. That's that's actually Rick Clun's favorite color right there. Um, trying to think what the other, black's always been good. The black beauty is a good color. Oh man, um, the five nineteen, uh, five fifteen, both of those, the lightning shad and the Tennessee shad, absolute. There's so many. I, we, we've got thirty five colors that we use, and so there's you know there, there's a color that everybody for everybody's flavor, you know. Right. This is the one that always stuck out to me, Volt. I just think yes. that looks so cool. Yeah. In fact, I, I don't think I've ever seen an all-black one with, like, a chartreuse, chartreuse tail. Like, I don't think there's been another popper like that. There's that one. Yeah, the Volt. Yeah, I was about to say, Volt's usually my, so one of my cool. go-tos. Um, I'm, I'm one of those guys who... Oops. Sorry, <laughs> we're playing... <laughs> yeah, we're playing tag. Yeah. No, I'm one of those guys who... Uh, with when it comes to top water, I wish I could pick the brain of like a pro or somebody be like, "Hey, why do you use Tennessee Shad instead of yeah. Bone or instead of Black Blue or instead of Volt?" Because I'm a black and a white guy. Like it works. I don't yeah. need other colors. Yeah. Uh, but then you have guys like you know, like you said, Clun loves the uh, what was it, five fifteen? Um, yeah, the Cisco, so yeah, the Cisco five twenty three. He loves Cisco, and then I know uh, uh, a lot of pros would come out and be like, "Yeah, this and bluegill is the best color they make." Or in the yeah, uh, you know, I can understand with moving baits and stuff having colors like I sexy shads like the best color ever invented. When it comes <laughs> to top water, I just want to pick their brains yeah. because I I'm not going to say they're wrong because they've won like lots of money to have. <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah but i just want to have i'm one of those guys like you need to explain it to me so i know you're not full of it yeah and then <laughs> but i love how they look like i will say you're the 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 floor wraps you guys do are some of it not some of the they're the best in the top water game um, yeah right up there with well, premium baits that go for a lot more so well and 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 the kind of the unique thing about those foil finishes is that as you use them it starts wearing and 
paints could come off of it and it just starts mm-hmm. getting more tattered looking you know and some guys will be like oh man my debate it's it's damaged it's, it's defective it's you know mm-hmm. this or that but those are the baits that actually get hit more i mean yeah. just to the point where the worse it looks the better they catch fish yeah yeah but, i can attest to that too because i've had a white or i've had the bone for going on almost two years now and i've yeah. caught so many fish on that thing and it is beat up i love yep. it <laughs> yep more beat up they are the better <laughs> yep and it's like that with like soft plastics too i mean you get like a z-man or a nico or something it's just like stretch it out you know a little yeah. bit more buoyant yeah yeah i was yep, about to sure. say that's in the swim bait world if your swim bait looks beat up that's one of your prized possessions like i have a swim bait i don't even throw anymore and it looks like it was like hit with a weed whacker <laughs> yeah. and i love that thing because i was like i've caught so many fish on that it's insane uh, Yep. And it just turned in. But the last time I did throw it was last year. I took it out of the box for a ceremonious last throw and I got hit all day on it. Just got hmm. smashed. And I was like, they like it more because it looks all beat up and it looks like it's dead and they love it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. True story. Yep. So I, I thought this was a cool story because I have a buddy that's in Indiana. He throws the Rio Rico a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. He took a picture of his Rio Rico after he had like a 30 fish day or whatever and tagged you guys in it. Well, a yeah. couple days later, he posts another picture of a brand new Rico that you guys sent him. And I was like, <laughs> I just thought that was cool, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, when we we see stuff like that, you know, we we'll uh, we'll reach out to to people. I mean, hey, why not throw throw a throw a Rico out their way? You know. Yeah, no, that's cool. After, that says a lot about after you. a day like that. You know, we like to, says, we like to do stuff like that. Says a lot about you guys. Uh, like, it makes me want to purchase more of your guys base because of it oh, i appreciate I like that <laughs> yeah i mean you're you're in tune to the biggest thing and i've said it on the show before whenever we have either smaller companies or bigger companies that listen to the fan base and mm-hmm. or the consumer and follow mm-hmm. their consumers like on social media and they're interacting with it it shows like i want to buy more stuff from that company because it shows the company cares a about the consumers and Mm -hmm. interacts yeah it just it makes it a better experience um especially guys like before i got on the podcast i didn't get to talk to all these great companies every time i would post something uh somebody would like if most of the time like plano for example i remember the first time plano commented on one of my posts i was like oh dude plano commented on my post i went out and bought a box the next day yeah like and, and they're one of them that routinely i've seen you guys will comment or like posts or share posts like companies that do that is it's a it's a nice thing because you don't see it a whole lot anymore especially with your big right. companies they get all this free publicity and never even interact with the people who are giving it to them so yeah yeah, yeah. that's definitely something we've been trying to focus on a lot is the social social media aspect of it you know making sure that we are connected like you said to the to the people that are using our products so so I, I want to go back and talk about the uh, the foil wraps a little bit more. Like, can you go a little bit more into detail, like what what that is and like how it, it how it gets installed? I guess I can't really. <laughs> I wish that I was looking for one out in the the warehouse and I didn't I couldn't find it. But we I had I had a blank that had the foil on it without the paint, so mm-hmm. that you could see what I was talking about. And I couldn't find it, and I'm not sure where it went, but. Essentially, it's the a guy. It they stamp the foil, so it's just like like tin foil, mm-hmm. and it stamps it with the the pattern on it, and then they cut it out to fit around the bait, and they apply it and glue it down. So it's it's a very hands on intensive thing that they do. Um, and then and then of course the finish gets applied over that. Or the paint gets applied mm-hmm. over top of that. So. And that's, that's even for like the solid colored ones. No, nope, not, not the solid. Like, um, you know, this is here. I'll see if you can see the difference here. Yep, I'll put you full screen. So this is the albino. You can see. Oh, um, okay, you, yeah. Okay, if I hold that, see how it's yeah. got the. You can see the foil stamping on there, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you take the other one like this uh, vault it's it's just solid okay so that does not have the foil finish on it there's about i don't know maybe 10 10 of our colors that have this this uh foil finish on them okay 
Um, and these these were these were some of the more the, these were the earlier ones the the er, the first colors um, that had this the foil finish on them. Are you saying the first the first colors the from like the early nineties? Yeah, from way back, okay. you know, when they were starting to develop the colors. Right. So it, um, if you look at the top um, on our website, there five fifteen, like the first five or six colors are all foil finished ones. Oh, Lightning okay. Cat, Tennessee Shad Absolute, Fry, um, a CL Shad is a foil finish. Um, Cisco is a foil finish. Oh, okay, I got and you. Then, yeah, you can, then, you can tell. You can, you can kind of see, and then, you know, obviously Bone isn't. Some of the clear stuff is not. Right. Um, Very but yeah, cool. Yeah, that, there's yeah, not a, like I said, there's not a lot of companies. In fact, we probably are the only ones still doing a foil finish. They've Most of them have gone to stamping it into the body of the bait and then just mm -hmm. applying the paint over it, which is more durable. But I don't think that you kind of get you can't get that same tattered look over right. time. Yeah, and with that, it just good. looks like once you if you have a, a a body or a blank that has like the design in it, when you paint over it and it starts wearing away and chipping away, it goes from looking like tattered and cool to looking like you painted it yourself and the paint didn't do well yeah. and now it looks like crap. It's a whole different like it's a different feel. It's very different. Yeah, yeah, and I've said it before. You know, if your bait looked, if you don't like what you're, you're throwing, you're not going to be have any confidence in throwing it. You're going to yeah. not throwing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in that case, what's cool about the foil finishes and in the baits is there's an int intimacy factor that goes in when you make your baits to where you know there's a guy who is hand placing these foils on there before it goes to the final uh, mm -hmm. painting process, mm -hmm. and it it it, sh it shows because you're getting you know a super high quality baits, but they have that hand made feel to them which is awesome because right. again you don't find that very often in, in companies anymore either so yeah yep, yep. no that's cool uh, yep. i don't think we hit the uh feathers yet uh is there a certain like type of material material you guys use for that uh no not not particular just uh just a, your normal feathers that uh most of the companies use um okay those those are all hand done too um We've, we've actually had a lady out of um, Wisconsin that was doing them for us. So those are all, yeah, everything cool. about it is, uh, is all, uh, we, we try to use, uh, is small the right word? Like just it, like intimate, you know, uh, yeah. not, it's not like a mass product pro produced thing. No, it's, it's all hands-on, very labor intensive for what we do. And it all Is that the same together. for the paint? as well like they're all yeah. are they all hand painted everything's hand painted yeah, yeah see oh. that's awesome i didn't know they were i knew the foil was you know by hand and then you just said the feathers were by hand now you're saying the yeah they're all hand painted i mean this bait is yeah. it's a it's a one-off every time because i'm sure every bait won't look it's identical just, just a little slightly different yeah huh. we yeah, do have awesome. we do have one if uh the five uh, the 589 down at the, down towards the bottom that we one played around one. with a little bit that 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 uh, real deal so that one is that one's a little bit different that's got the 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 transfer on it um so that one's not it still has the foil finish it just doesn't have the the hand painted on it so okay just a color yeah. that we're trying because that's a little bit more of like the realistic the real skin looking right uh, yeah. finish on it which those are impossible to do you know that would be way too way too time intensive for something like that <laughs> that thing looks like an actual smallmouth. yeah that's yep. cool <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah you should there, there's an idea for you for a one-off is you just whoever does your painting get somebody you can paint really well and do like 10 hand-painted <laughs> real deals yeah there you go <laughs> uh, so, so this is cool like you guys offer just the feathers can can you order like a, a bait and then put a different, like, like not have it, you know what I mean? Like pre-assembled? Um, you know, we could do that on a, a small scale uh, if mm -hmm. guys are wanting. Most of the time they would just order, uh, we sell them in two packs. Um, so they would just order a feather and then they would just change it out oh, okay. when they get it. Yeah. So basically you're getting one with the bait and then you'd get an extra one. That Yeah. Then you'd get like, if you wanted to, you know, I know some guys change out for like the, the, 
ghost bluegill, they'll put the chartreuse feather on it or something like that. You know, they'll gotcha. swap it out. But... Interesting. Yeah, and not all of really not all of our vendors carry the feathered hooks. Um, quite a few do, but not all of them. So. And then we, uh, I don't think we talked about the little specs here. Uh, the Ricos two and three eighths quarter ounce with six yep. uh, size six hooks. The Rio Ricos yep. uh, half inch bigger. Yep. And an eighth heavier. It looks like, or three yep. sixteenths heavier. Yep. And four. So size four hooks. So yeah. So that that real Rico obviously is a little bit easier to throw. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know some some guys get a little bit frustrated with throwing that the smaller size the Rico. You know, if you don't have the right setup, it can get frustrating because it is a lighter bait. But man, is it a deadly deadly size. Yeah. Um. But for you know, just for your standard, want to pick up any rod, throw it. That that real Rico is pretty forgivable in that regard. Yeah, I've never tried the Rio Rico. I've always been partial to the small one for the reason mm -hmm. that you said. It just seems like it's more deadly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the ab absolute opposite. I've got yeah. nothing but the Rios. <laughs> uh, and I've wanted the Rico. Like, I have the gear to throw super light stuff. Yeah. Um, and the joy of MGL reels is they'll throw anything you really put on there. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, yeah. But I got the Rio just because I wanted to bomb it. So I wanted that extra 316th so I can just put on a bait casting reel and send it across the waterway to wherever I want so I don't have to go over and blow up the spot. But yeah. I've seen yeah. Brad cast the Rico and it cast just as well. So, yep. I mean, yeah. it's it's I was mistaken. I should have just got the smaller one because I will say on days <laughs> he will get better bites than I will on the Rio just because it's where we're fishing in the river. I mean, smaller stuff tends to get bit a little bit better. Sure. Um, but, well, sometimes they just yeah. want it smaller, you know. I mean, if if a lot of times when I'm throwing the Rio Rico and I'm not getting bit, you downsize, and that's the ticket. And you know, <laughs> yep. and sometimes it, and sometimes they want the bigger one and they won't touch the smaller one. It just uh, as uh, man, as that's bass fishing, right? <laughs> yeah, as Dan Perry said on Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, it's the uh, the smaller finesse baits. They're the Doritos, yeah. <laughs> the little yeah. snack sized Doritos for fish. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes you want that snack. Sometimes you want the six ounce steak. So it just depends. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Well, oh, man. I think um, we hit these two pretty good. Unless, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. No, I we, we covered. I was going to ask questions about the cup, but you covered that like right off the get go. So that took yeah. one of the big questions I had out. And then we've talked about everything else. I'm super happy to know these are essentially handmade baits. 100 yep. percent from start to yep. finish they're handmade which is awesome i love yep. that so the next uh product here we're going to talk about is the uh, rico suave um i haven't thrown one yet i am highly addicted to walking baits now and that's yeah. like a recent thing oh yeah. man so uh yeah. do you want to talk a little bit about the uh rico suave like is that a newer product for you guys or has that been around for a while no, the Suave has been around for a while. Um, I'm not 100% sure when it was introduced into the company, um, but it's probably been around, you know, 15 years or, or so. Um, and and the Suave, I would I would say it's a finesse walk the walk the bait. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is an underrated bait. Not a lot of guys throw it. Um, but the the ones that do it's it's really deadly it's just there's something about it that um you're able to walk it and and the and the the, the width of the the walk that you can get on it if you if you're working it right i mean yeah, man it'll just glide it'll just shoot and just glide and then just glide so you can really walk it in a wide pattern or a really tight pattern um a lot of guys have have uh, compared it to the old gunfish um lucky craft gunfish so it's kind of similar in, in that respect, but yeah, it's oh. it's a great bait. It's a really, if good they're bait. comparing it to the gunfish, it's a good bait because I I have a couple <laughs> gunfish old ones and those things are amazing. Um, yeah, I need to get one. I haven't uh, got me one too, yet, and I, I need I'm, one. <laughs> like I said, I I got addicted to the walking bait like kind of late this season. Uh, well, I yeah. threw the spook for most most of the summer, but then you know I went up and I got me an evergreen and tried that out and I loved it. And then I found out, like, a big supporter of you guys, Ryan Dahl, he's local to us. <laughs> yeah, he I was going to say, Ryan, 
Ryan has been killing it with the, the Suave, yeah. Yep. So that kind of makes me want to use it <laughs> because yeah. every time I see him catch something on a Rico, I'm like, all right, I'm getting one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, he he can use he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, believe me, he's he's a local hammer. <laughs> he's um, he's yeah. Does so it looks like there's a cup on the front of this thing too, is that right? Yeah, a slight cup. Um it's it's nothing that really I don't think that it's um what makes the re the suave what it is. Um mm-hmm. but it it you know it works. That's interesting. Yeah. So I have a quick question. I know on the Rico's the uh the Rio Rico and the Rico, you said you're using Gamagatsu hooks. Is there a reason why you use the owners on the Suave and not Gamagatsu on that? I'm just curious. Um, because the the owner hook was a little bit stouter for the size four that we use. Mm. Um, we just felt like when they're hammering it on that, it's you wanting something that was a little bit stouter to 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 get them. Um, the the size four on the Rio Ricos with the, the Gamagatsus. I mean, they're just, they're, they're awesome hooks, super, super sharp. Um, but I think, uh, for that bigger walking bait, it, it helps to have a stouter hook. Yeah, I would, that's, and I'll be honest, I'm kind of a hook guy. Like I've got this, you yeah. can't see it because Mando's in the way and then my reeler, but I have about a whole thing and I've got six little drawers full of treble hooks. So I switch out most everything I buy from the store 90% yeah. of the time. Yeah. I switched the hooks out because a lot of them are like, don't get me wrong. VMC is a decent hook company for certain things, but they're yeah. mass produced. Any, any treble bait that says, Oh, VMC hooks. I automatically like, Oh, I'm changing you out. Like this is <laughs> yeah. how it is. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> yeah. usually put in for anything size four or like on for size four or smaller. I'll typically have some of the Gamagatsu tours or, uh, things along those lines because you're right they're super sharp but anything bigger i will go to an owner because they are a little bit stouter if i have to put a bigger hook on something i want yeah it's i'm putting it there for a reason and it's on a larger bait or it's on a something that i'm going to be throwing a hook set into and they're not like just gonna mouth it and get hooked on themselves um so yeah i can i kind of already kind of already figured that's why you're doing it but i just (laughs) wanted to hear it so yeah it gives me a little validation on my knowledge (laughs) You got, you got you a go. good eye, man. I didn't even like notice that. Well, it's in the yeah. first line right there, but <laughs> o- owner hooks have a slightly different bend where you put the split ring just a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not, it's not a whole lot. And believe me, mm-hmm. if I didn't like switch out hundreds of baits a year for travel hooks, I wouldn't see it. Um, but that's how, cause I'm, I'm what we call a super lazy person in certain aspects of my life. And my yeah. wife made a bunch of labels, tons of labels. She loves labeling stuff. She's OCD like that. And I love it cause it keeps me organized until about two weeks into it. And I no longer care about being organized. So of those six drawers of hooks, there's just mismatched brands, sizes and everything. So I've learned to look at little <laughs> tiny stuff and I can look at the, the bend where the, the, uh, split ring goes and be like, that's an owner. That's a, you know, X, Y, Z, that's a, this, that's a Dachi. It's you pick stuff that's up when Im- you that's look impressive. at stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> it's yeah, taken Matt, me a while. Matt's real big into the, all the gear. Like I've never, I mean, there's people out there, but Matt, his basement looks like a tackle shop. Like he has turnstiles <laughs> of stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just one of them and it's got four rows and it's full of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I've got an XI three in front of me. Yeah. I've got like a motor. I've got six or four batteries back here sitting. I've got Plano boxes. Like I've got boxes that aren't even unwrapped yet that are just waiting for stuff. <laughs> like, like if oh. I could show you this, I wish I could. My camera, if I move my camera, it'll turn off and be stupid. But my whole table is just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could just definitely everything. open up your own retail store down in your basement. <laughs> At least for like a month before I run out of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I probably could. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. Well, uh, is there is there a reason why these the there isn't as many colors in the Rico Suave as there are Ricos? Uh, you know there there used to be, but like I said, that it's it's not a bait that um, people are using a ton of. It's it it kind of ebbs and flows with with popularity. Uh, you know, one year 
that might just be going gangbusters and then the next year it just doesn't. Um, so we've kind of scaled back to the colors that we felt like worked. Um, some of the more popular selling colors. And, and then when I purchased the company, that's kind of where it was at. So we haven't, we haven't really gone as far as putting more colors out there. It's something that we're looking at, adding more colors to the lineup of this. Um, but we'll see as we move forward, if that's what we do. Well, we're just going to have to get some and uh, catch some fish on them, Matt, and then tell yeah, everybody to get one. Yeah, we'll, we'll help you out in that aspect go. because uh, <laughs> I already know from we've already I already know from Ryan. It's because uh, me and Brad, like like he said earlier, he got an evergreen shower blows. I've been using them for a while. I'm a I love yeah. the shower blows. Yeah, and uh, talking to Ryan, he was like, "Yeah, shower blows is really cool, but have you used a suave?" I was like, "No, I didn't even know that was a thing." <laughs> and then uh, he uh, he sent me a video of him walking. He's like, "I'm barely doing anything." Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that that walks easier than anything I've used." And it looks better, and the walk is super wide. It is. Uh, it is. So yeah, man, I'm gonna get a couple, and <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna smack them. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um, I think we're winding down here. Unless Matt, you got anything else to add? But I think we covered mu- pretty much everything we wanted to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't have anything to add, Brian. Thanks for coming on. I love when we have. Because I guess you would be classified as a small business, even though it's it's not like it, this is one of those where it's like yeah. it's a small business, but it's not because of right. a how long you've been doing business, how popular the baits are. Yeah. Um, but I love when you know stuff comes on because a lot of people, especially that in our community that we know all the guys and they know the Rio. That's mostly mm-hmm. because we have a small tackle shop that carries them. Yeah. Um, the only question I had: Have you guys thought about expanding at all? Or is that, you know, I'm just curious. No, a- absolutely. hundred percent. You know, I, cause when I purchased the company, that's what, I, that's what the main ambition was is okay. Rico's been here for 30 years. Um, it's had its mainstay. It's not going anywhere. Let's, let's expand on it. So my envisionment for the company is to um, stay in the top water niche mm-hmm. and just become the best top water bait company that's out there. And so, we are looking at adding things like, you know, frog, uh, maybe a spook style bait, um, buzz baits, who knows, we're, we're, we're working on those designs. And like I said, there's, there's one that we're got, I'm, I'm hoping by next summer, we will be coming out with the one that we've been working on since COVID hit. Nice. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a twist on, on the Rico. So I think it'll be, it, we've, the prototypes that we've been using on it, absolutely been murdering them. Oh. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. if you need any testers, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> oh, Definitely could probably get some out to you. <laughs> oh, don't say that because I'll hold you to it. I will bug okay. the living crap out of you now. <laughs> Perfect. Jeez. Perfect. <laughs> oh, Matt, but... Matt's that guy. I'm usually like reserved. I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, no. The second, like, I'm not going to just go out of my way and be like, hey, man, thanks. You know, you said no. I'll be like, once the second you say, "Oh yeah, we can yeah. do that," I'll be on you uh, because I like he already said. Brad, well, Brad's he's not necessarily reserved in his gear, but he has yeah. gear. They work. I've watched this dude walk around Cabela's with two packs of Z-Man baits and then put them down. He's like, "I don't really need these." When I had like thirty dollars of stuff in twenty minutes, and I had all thirty dollars in the first ten, I was in there. Uh, yeah. So I'm a gear guy. So the second, especially something new. The yeah. second, I'm like, oh yeah, man. I'll well, do it for you, <laughs> I'll I'll keep you guys informed. So as, as they as they come out, um, we the only hold up that we've had so far is that we're waiting because we don't do the molds that for the baits. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on the mold factory, and mm-hmm. they've been backed out. We've been waiting for a year, year and a half already. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I can so, definitely imagine. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. It's a waiting game right now, and. But and design's of, already finished, and and we've we've got the prototypes that we've been working with and playing with for, for a year now. So it's we're we're excited about it. Oh, I can imagine. A lot of people don't know everything that goes into the the molds. Like we yeah. could do a whole show on just molds because it's it's a big. Like I, my brother-in-law works for a metal company. They do a bunch of stuff for a bunch of companies, and he was I I was wanting to make a my own plastic mold, and he was like, "Yeah, man, it'd be like I don't know." Thirty thousand dollars. Yep. I was like, yep. "What?" 
for a mold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got to design it in CAD. You have to give us design. We have to make sure we can put it in CAD. And once it's in CAD, we have to make sure it works. And it's a bu- it's a whole like process. It's a, it's a big process. Yeah. So, yeah. and I can imagine with COVID, I mean, this year at ICAST, for example, a ton of companies are coming out with stuff. So I'm sure, and there's only so many mold factories. So yeah. I'm sure everyone's getting bombarded with making new molds so I can completely yeah. see. And that's, I mean, that makes total sense. So I'm super yeah. pumped for it to come on. I'm starting to ramble because I'm talking about <laughs> stuff that has nothing to do with this, but Hey, Brian, <laughs> thank you for coming on and uh, explain all the lures to us. I mean, Brad will both attest. We're big fans of them and more people need to get their hands on the Rios for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. You want to shout out where people can fo- follow you on social media and your website? Yeah, the website's uh, lobinalures.com. Um, we are on social media, Instagram, uh, lobinalures, and same for Facebook. There you go. Guys, go so. give them a follow. Uh, that's it for our show, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with something. I don't know what we have planned. So. <laughs> hey, quick pause before we, before we get off. For all the listeners out there, we – neglected to say it last week uh december 9th we are going on a break until january 10th uh everyone at the paddle and fin crew we've all been working really hard this year so the boss says we get a break which i don't (laughs) know how true that is but i'm gonna take it uh so expect that we have one more show coming before that break and then we'll be back on january 10th so december 9th through the 10th and nico bates i mentioned it two shows ago nico bates we're doing a christmas uh giveaway with them they're giving us three packs of Helgermites with brand new color in the Helgermite Ooh. peppermint gum. I don't even have that yet, and one of you guys are going to get it, which really makes me mad because I want it. <laughs> so I've already ordered some, but I didn't touch any of your guys's. But we're getting three packs of that and three packs of the Nico leeches, um, and that'll be on the next show. We'll talk about the giveaway and kind of give uh, the parameters of that because it's going to be a fun one, and you're going to have to listen to the whole show to get it. So there you go. I can't wait. There. Cause I don't, I'm not even in the loop for this. So I'm yeah, excited. I Brad was supposed to be in the loop, but I forgot to tell him. So <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, man. That's it for us guys. Thanks for listening. Brad, you can take us on out now. Have a good one guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.